Hi, I'm Tyler with the Craft Beer Connoisseurs, and before this episode begins, I just wanted to provide you with a little information on who we are and how you can stay updated on all of our content. This podcast is created to showcase craft breweries and indulge in interesting conversations. We want to help promote a variety of breweries and along the way have conversations ranging from sports to beer and beer to just about anything. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And along with us today is producer Phil. On today's episode, as the name of the title suggests, we'll be looking at Leftfield Brewery. This is an exciting episode as we discuss what just might be my favorite brewery. If you like craft beer and baseball, then this brewery is for you. We'll be highlighting two beers. The first is a double IPA called Laser Show, and the second is a core sour called Bang Bang. And then we will wrap up the episode by having a discussion on the current state of Major League Baseball and what the future of baseball may look like. Leftfield Brewery is a perfect marriage of craft beer and baseball and is located in an East Toronto residential neighborhood, a small to mid-sized brewery founded in 2013 with a strong focus on brewing baseball-inspired beers. The brewery was founded by a husband and wife team of Mark and Mandy Murphy. So I've tried a ton of Leftfield beers, but I haven't actually been to the brewery. I know you guys have been, so do you guys want to kind of let us know like what we can expect if we show up at Leftfield? So the brewery is kind of hidden. I know it's kind of down a side street, um, but you do walk up, you know it's a brewery, right? You can kind of tell by the feel yeah. and atmosphere outside that it's a brewery. Once you walk in, there's a big uh, scoreboard on the right-hand side. Front and center. Uh, nice. Front and center, yeah, it's very yeah. nice. Um, you know, a little bar, ra- bar rail in the middle and then booths and whatnot to your left-hand side where you yeah. usually pick up your um, to-goes, if you will, right? For sure. And I think the thing is, for me, I, I love the baseball feel of it. It's a small brewery. It's not overly sized. Uh, it's got enough seating, but like it's just got like that baseball authentic vibe. Yeah, know, and that's what I like the most. And that's what they kind of go for with the names of their beers, right? Like everything is baseball inspired. They really go all out with that sort of uh, theme, you know, like the squeeze play, that series that they go uh, through, the prospect, um, and yeah, it, it, it's just great how they really go for that theme. For sure. And the one thing with the flights, I mean, it's, it's kind of nice. They have like this small little pencil that you have, like it's a mini yes. pen, like putt pencil, yeah. which, which is kind of good. Um, for myself, I've had like their La Vista. It's a mojito sour. It's a great mm. beer. It Very is tasty. Yeah. Um, that beer itself, I got for free once. Big fan of that. I wore a La Vista shirt, showed <laughs> up. I said, what do I get for free? Because it's about me, right? Right. What, what do I get for free? And what did you get for free? They gave me a free pint. I said, this is my shirt. This is La Vista. Hook me up with a pint. And they did. True story. I was there for that. (laughs) (laughs) It happened. And going back to your uh, flight in terms of writing it down, I always find it awkward for the um, person who's serving me because they have to read my handwriting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, because I do all the cursive writing, so then when I'm writing it in cursive, like whip and squeeze play and uh, squints, they're like, uh, I don't know what, yeah. you're trying so what to order. did you write here? Yeah, what did you write here, right? But that is a nice touch, right? Because that's like the you know keeping score uh, with baseball. Um, you know, you you had that pen and pen and paper or pencil and paper, and it's just again going back to the theme. For sure. It's one of those places that I think like I feel most comfortable at 
Uh, I'm a big fan of that. When the Jays games are on, they've got them on the TV, which is good. Um, it's a small atmosphere, as we said, but they, they do a good job. And they pump out a lot of beer. Absolutely. Yeah. I know they used to have bottles. Now it's pretty much, for the most part, 355 cans. Um, so And they serve it in four packs right now due to uh, COVID, I'm pretty sure, right? Right, yep. Yeah, they mix it up. Um, what would be your favorite kind of left field beer? Ooh, that's a tough one for me. I know I'm kind of tw- mm. going between the Pina Colada Whip mm-hmm. that they had. It's a good series. Uh, and also the uh, they just came out with it recently, actually, the Cherry Lime uh, Sour. Right. Yeah, actually, we picked up a bunch of Cherry Lime, thinking yeah. we might be recording that and reviewing it for this podcast. But but I drank it all. They disappeared. Yeah, they, yeah. Went, they went quick. They, they didn't show up to the recording session. But uh, <laughs> I, I really like the Rally Cap. Um, and then... You know, we've had the the laser show before, um, which we're reviewing today, but I love it. Um, and uh, at Greenwood, their other IP, their regular regular IPA, mm-hmm. I love that beer. Right. Yeah, Greenwood's very nice. It's nice and piney and, yeah. and citrusy. Uh, I really like the la- rally cap in terms of the lactose that yeah. comes with it, right? It's a lactose pale ale. Not too many breweries. Some breweries kind of label it as a milkshake IPA. Other ones label it as a lactose, which is what uh, left field yeah. here. I uh, personally, myself, I mean, the squeeze play is fantastic. Uh, they do a whole series lineup of those with different kinds of fruits, which is good. They came up with this ice cold beer. Now, who doesn't love an ice, an ice cold. cold beer? Like you just, you got to say it, right? It's, it's You got to say it exactly how Tyler said it. So yeah. when you, if you pick up an ice cold beer from left field, <laughs> when you, when you crack it, you have to say it exactly the way Tyler just said it. Yeah. True. Or draw it out even more. Yeah. Like the, the longer it's drawn out with the way you say it, it's, it's amazing. Hit, yeah. hit, hit us with it. Go. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Ice cold beer. Okay, see, that's a nice little grumble yeah. on that. I like yeah. how you hit puberty there halfway yeah. in between. Well, yeah, it's great. Was, you got to change the tone. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice Mine's more like ice oh, Jesus. cold beer. That was good. Not bad. Yeah, I don't know, who's, I don't know who's better. So good. I already did mine. Yeah. I, it's a, it's yeah. Already did I, think, I, think, I think it's good that way. But no. Freaking producer Phil coming over here like. <laughs> telling us what to do yeah. like no no phil no, no phil it's not your job <laughs> phil i already said it i don't know what's going on here but no it's it's good i think uh it, it's obviously my favorite when you can kind of like take that you know baseball vibe put it with a brewery mm-hmm. you've combined the two of them i don't think they can do wrong you pump out whatever beer you want i'm buying a boatload um whether it's you guys shipping it to me or i'm going to the actual brewery when we can uh, to sit down and have a couple pints. And it's always one of those things, like I know me and Tyler for sure, because obviously Chris haven't been there, is whenever we plan a, a trip to Toronto, usually we probably would have been doing a couple Jays games by this uh, time now. Yeah. Unfortunately, because of COVID, we haven't been able to make it. But um, we always plan for left field. Left field is, okay, when can we squeeze left field in? Yeah. Right? That's our number one. <laughs> That's our number one thing. Okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. When do we put uh, left field? When can we go yeah. there? Yeah, if you're going to be at a Jays game, then, you know, have a few overpriced beers that aren't very good at the stadium. We are not reviewing Bud Light on this podcast, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> We're and, not definitely not. And then take the subway up to left field and have some actually good quality beers. So, Chris, speaking of how to get up to Left Field Brewery, exactly where is it located in Toronto? Yeah, so uh, it's located at 36 Wagstaff Drive in Toronto. And... Uh, and I'm gonna definitely gonna uh, I'm definitely not gonna link it because who knows who runs the social media? <laughs> Producer Phil, link it. <laughs> Producer Phil is gonna link their information on the Instagram post today about uh, about today's episode at Craft Beer Cons. Yeah, that's C O N N S. That's the con part of that. 
And in the description of the episode on our YouTube channel, Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Yeah, that's where we're going to have all the information for this brewery and some of their pints. You can go check that out. That's from Brom. Um, but I think that's enough of the brewery. Let's, uh, let's take a look at the first beer, guys. First up today is the Double IPA Laser Show with an 8 ABV and 80 IBUs. A little description of this beer provided by Left Field. Laser Show is born from our love for the tropical, hazy IPAs made in the northeastern U.S. and our particular New England All-Stars laser beam line drives. This double IPA is intensely hopped and fermented with a uniquely fruity yeast strain from Vermont. Laser Show overflows with flavors of tropical fruit, cantaloupe, and orange juice concentrate. It's a big, juicy beer with soft mouthfeel and an easy finish. Using the unofficial craft beer app, Untapped, you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. On Untapped, Laser Show has a rating of four bottle caps out of five, with a total of about 7,300 check-ins, with a handful of check-ins on mo- most days. All right, time to open her up. Thank God. Let's get it. <laughs> a little thirsty. Love that sound. It's, a, it's the best sound the in the world. Here. My goodness. No better sounds than the crack of a mitt and opening this beer. Yeah. Sloppy pour on my end, but it happens. That's all right. Exactly. Right? Nice little head on this one. Exactly. I've got a good pour. It's a nice pour. This smells delicious. I, I, smell I'm delicious. looking around just to see how everybody poured it, just so that way I can like, <laughs> compare. Shamelessly yeah, like, make fun of you, or like put mine down to the side. Like, what? I think we actually did all right. We yeah, all did all right, I, I th- except for Phil. But, yeah. So you know. I, Phil's was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, first and foremost, Chris, thanks for per, uh, per, for providing the the glassware here. Yeah, yes. no problem. Uh, so we're drinking today out of an IPA glass. Uh, you'll be able to see the glass on our uh, Instagram post and our Untapped post. So check that out. I took I took a sip. I'll be honest. You took a sip. Yeah. I, I also just did a sip. It's very good. I'm just going to say that right now. I know I'm a little bit biased mm-hmm. on this because it is Leftfield Brewery, but it is a delicious double IPA. Well, on the first couple of sips, you can definitely get the 80 IBUs uh, coming through, um, which is fine because it's a double IPA, yeah. so you're expecting that. So, um, But yeah, it's really good. And one of my personal favorites is a hazy IPA, mm-hmm. and this just kind of falls right into the that realm of things. This is, yeah. Yeah, and, w- and with the double IPAs, you don't... You don't see hazy double IPAs all that often. It's usually mm-hmm. just the regular IPAs that are the hazies, but it's nice to see the doubles. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing is like when I look at this, it, it's got a nice haze to it. It's a little bit, I don't know if you kind of see like an unfiltered feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you get a little bit of that at the bottom so, actually. Yeah. So there, there's some kind of hanging fruit, if you will. Uh, just, just kind of hanging, <laughs> just hang, hanging, just hanging there, right? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's that nice. orange juice concentrate. Yeah, yeah, it's a little pulpy. But <laughs> Love I my pulp. That I anything for pulp. So I know they've uh, they've brewed this in the past. This isn't just a one time thing. I, th- I don't know if it's around all year, but for the most part of the year, I think it's usually there, right? Yeah, yeah. No, this, this is a core beer. Was oh, it a core? Yeah, this oh, is. Oh. You can find this in the LCBO. It's it's fantastic. Because I know uh, producer Phil, he had a uh, a bottle from Left Field that mm-hmm. he brought in for us mm-hmm. he's going way 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 back way back because he's ancient OG. OG. <laughs> OG, right yeah. the og yeah 
Um, probably probably from 2013 when they opened up. Oh, I think he, <laughs> or I think, I think he was there like first day. For yeah. sure, yeah. In <laughs> he line, was in line. <laughs> ready to go. Well, he he did live in that area for a little bit, right? It's true. Raise, uh, raise the uh, garage door and let me in. Knock, <laughs> knock me on there at like 9 o'clock in the morning. They don't open until 11 or 12, by the way. Right. But <laughs> knocking on the door. That's good. Yeah, so you'll you'll be able to see that uh, that bottle in our, in our pictures as well. Um, so we've got that antique kind of feel to it yeah yeah no that's good um when i look at this beer it's it's tough to kind of compare this beer with other beers of their own right Mm -hmm. like you have the sour beers and that for me is a favorite line Mm -hmm. um but for a double ipa it's a fantastic beer uh eight percent alcohol so you got to be careful how many you're sucking back i'm I'm kind of thrown off by a little bit by the 80 ibu because usually when you get um a higher ibu usually you see maybe a little bit darker uh coloring to a beer yeah. Uh, sometimes maybe it's more malty, but this one is kind of right in line with perfect. And I don't feel like it's right? that bitter. Like it, it is. But I I've the, had double IPA aftertaste. So yeah, not necessarily right. the first sip. But yeah, as sits. I keep going, as I keep drinking it, it gets a little less bitter. Which, it's calmer. Yeah, which right. is which is nice um, because sometimes that eighty IBUs will hit you really hard. But it and when I said it, you can you can tell it's there, but it doesn't hit you and it's not obnoxious. Right. Right. For sure, which is funny because that's how people usually describe me. Right, um, but <laughs> that's just how it is. The thing uh, I like about this as well is that it's it's baseball oriented. Um, Chris, you don't play baseball with uh, Fife and myself. No, but this is a beer uh, we can... none of us play baseball because of COVID right now. But you right. know, I know it's you mean. true. It's true. But we bond over stuff like this. Absolutely. Like you, you go to a ball game. Um, we also have our, our producer. He, he chimes in when we we're talking about things. He's he's coming in with a hot fire note that he does also play play baseball as well. Wants um, that to no, be no, no, no. Didn't didn't he retire? I think he might be retired. I thought oh. he retired. Phil, Tough to Phil, say. Phil, Speaking Phil of the agent, the part, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Phil's hanging him up, putting him on the shelf, and saying enough is enough. But it's nice <laughs> to sit down, have a pint that's baseball inspired. Um, being a, a double IPA, I, 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 you give me an IPA, it's good. Double IPA, it's great. You give me a triple IPA. Now we're now we're talking. You know, like just, <laughs> those, those get soapy though. Yeah, it, they, those they, get soapy. They, they can be. They can be. But this is a. It's a nice beer. It's got some good flavor to it. The head sticks around for a bit. So yeah. it's it's a good pour. It's a nice. This nice would beer. be this would be a great beer to have after like a, a nice ball game in the middle of August and mm-hmm. hot weather. It's just the issue is I could probably have four of those and then I really hope Immediate, my wife is driving me immediately home. Regret. <laughs> <laughs> immediately regret. Yeah. Immediately regret. Also. Stay safe. Don't drink and drive. That's true. Good, good true. call. Good call. All right. So when we're talking about this beer, I think uh, we've kind of gone through the, the coloring a little bit. Maybe not too much. It's still rather light. It's, it is hazy. Um, good flavor profile mm-hmm. to it. Maybe we should just cut into the rating of the beer. Yeah. You guys ready let's, for that? Let's do that. I, yeah, I, I, I think I've idea. had enough to, uh, to give, give it a, it a rating. nice overall rating. Yeah. I think so. And I think that's great that you say that because me personally, the way that I rate beers is it's not off the first sip. It's kind of like, let me drink half of it. Yeah. See where we're at. Get the aftertaste kind of. The, there's a couple beers every now and then that you taste like, yep, that is crap. Right. Or, oh, this is phenomenal. Right. But right. I usually like, like to give two or three, pardon me, big sips before I, um, do give it an overall rating on untapped. Okay. It, it's true because sometimes you get that first couple sips and you're like, I'm thinking four or whatever, and then maybe it gets better, maybe it gets worse. So right. we, we're, we're about halfway through, so I think we're yeah, I we're pretty good uh, spot to give it a rating. All right, so what we're going to do is this part uh, of the first beer segment, we will go into our ratings. Uh, we're going to finally provide at the end of it an overall average of our ratings, and we're going to put that on our untapped, which has been listed uh, and discussed before. 
Before we do that, we kind of want to look at some of the most interesting comments from the public on what their thoughts on the beer were. Before we move that uh, segment over, we want to do make a point that this is the OG laser show. There was a pineapple flavored one, um, but we're actually just going to go ahead and we're doing just the OG one. So Fife, why don't you start off with some of the comments that we've picked up on Untapped. So this is from Andrew K. His username is AJ Kretz. And we'll obviously, anybody, any comment that we use uh, for the podcast, we will follow them on Untapped. Untapped, yep. Uh, just so everybody's yep. aware, if you get a weird follow from Craft Beer Connoisseurs, it was us. It's us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> why. <laughs> because we, we, we read your comments. Yeah, we, so. read, we appreciate the content. Thank you. So this was on June 28th. So uh, Andrew had this to say. Best way I can describe this beer is an aggressive double crow hop from Mike K., which is another um, uh, Untapped user, user. Uh, at Miguel Ito 80 he sounds like a, uh, let's say, a relief pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, aggressive double core hop from Mike Gay in center field, even though the guy is safe. 8% <laughs> is daunting on a small can, but this beer slaps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Andrew rated that uh, 4 out of 5. Oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Sorry, I was, I was too busy worrying about the slap. <laughs> it's, it's good, you got to get the slap in there. Good, good slap. No, so that's fantastic. As a center fielder, I can appreciate uh, where Mike Gay is coming from. Get that crow hop in there, uh, make it a show. It doesn't matter if the guy's safe. As a pitcher, though, I would prefer if you threw him out for sure. <laughs> so that's uh, one review. We're gonna move on to the next one. So I think uh, Jeff C. Biff Chipman on uh, Untapped on August twelfth, he hit us with a very insightful review of Laser Show. Mm. His comment was pew pew, <laughs> uh, which is which is funny because an interesting fun fact about our boy Jeff because I went into his profile to get a little bit of a deeper dive and uh, he didn't rate the beer so oh. there was no rating with it uh, he has had 1,133 beers and he's failed to rate 1,104 of them which makes <laughs> um, me wonder why the Jeff. other Rate the damn beer. <laughs> yes. What's the point of using it if you're not rating it? But not even that, but like, why did you rate 19 of them? Right. <laughs> like, where does that come from? You're just sitting around. Are they like, all rated fives? Did you see uh, yeah, that? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Only the fives get a fives rating. Fives get a rating. <laughs> they weren't. I was like, I don't understand this. Like, you've had a lot of beer, but you didn't rate majority of them, <clears throat> all of them, except for 19. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting. So How am I supposed to know? How good the beer is if you don't rate it. So, Jeff C., Biff Chipman, uh, when you get a follow from us on Untapped, please reach out to us. Hit us up in our DMs. Let us know what the story is so we can follow this up in a future episode. Um, let's go Let's go to our own ratings here. Yeah. So, I mean, those are great, great reviews uh, from Untapped users, and we love seeing that stuff. So, they're hard to beat, but I'm giving it a four and a half. I really like this beer. Um, and, yeah, four and a half for me. Four and a half. Um, for me, I'm probably gonna say about the same. Four and a half. I think um, nice. it's not. It's not exactly a five. It's maybe missing that little, just little je ne sais quoi. Okay. To uh, make it a five, That's but four point five. Uh, Phil's. I don't know what the fuck's Phil doing. <laughs> Phil's doing over there. Uh, but uh, I think he says a four point five as well. Yeah, he's coming in with a four point five. I think I'm gonna come a little bit lower than you guys. I oh. think I'm gonna settle in at a four two five. So between the four of us, uh, that's the three and that, we have a 4.4375. What we're going to do is we're going to toss that under untapped, and it's going to be looking like a... That's going to bump up to a 4.5. We we round up. We're not paying the (laughs) $4.99 a month for the premium untapped account. Yet we don't have we the, may get we, there. we don't have the point one ratings, but uh, yeah, we'll go we'll go to four point five for our group rating here. Um, and up next is beer number two, and they it is on deck. 
The second beer today is a core beer, Bang Bang Dry Hopped Sour, with a 5.5 ABV and 10 IBU. Bang Bang is a close play that happens so fast you might miss it, or have to take a second look. Bang Bang is a refreshing sour that pops with freshly sliced lemon, papaya, sour candy, tangerine, and hints of pineapple from the Citra, Simcoe, and Cascade Dry Hop. It is a fruity, tropical hot punch and crisp, tart finish makes Bang Bang the perfect refresher worthy of a replay. Mm. Bang Bang has an overall rating of 3.82 bottle caps out of 5 on Untapped and a total of about 4,300 check-ins. All right, time to open her up. Uh, all right, yet again, beautiful sound. Yes, of, uh, an amazing the sound. best sound. Now Let the pours. Oh, I think I actually had the best pour this time. Well, you're the first one to finish. <laughs> yeah. Always am. I'm a little eager. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> so not a lot of head, but it's it's a sour, There's right? More so head it's dry, dry, yeah. dry hop sour. Yep. Yeah, I, I did pour a little bit uh, firmly. You're so. a little aggressive on that it, one. It, it does little, say, little. by the way, on the can, that it's supposed to pair with freeze-dried ice cream dots and triple cream brie. Those are also two things I've never had. Okay, good, good to know. Good to know. I, I would agree with that. I don't think I've had those. All right, so like taking a look at it, uh, you know what? It, it, it's a little hazy, even. It's, so, I was yeah. just gonna say that either that or we're just getting a little bit of condensation in there. Yeah, yeah the glass, beautiful glasses yet again. This one is made and specific for the sour uh, variety. Which so, we do recommend to drink a sour or sour IPA out of an IPA glass instead of a stout. Change your glasses. Yes. Change your glasses. Definitely up. use the proper glassware. Um, little stem on this. Mm -hmm. Little closed off at the top. Let that aroma kind of escape into Kind of permeate through. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I'm a big fan, too, of also uh, adding a little bit of a, a water rinse before yes. you actually you know pour your, pour your beer. But we didn't do that for this one. It looks good. I'm going to get my first sip in yeah, here. Yeah, let's five, get the first sip in five, here. It looks like you've had about three or four. So I'm, uh, I'm always first. first to the party. Don't worry. Um, I do, I, I've actually never had the Bang Bang before. So this is my first time actually having it. But there was a friend of mine uh, when we went to left field, uh, maybe about a year ago, a year and a half ago. It'd be about two years ago. Two now, years ago, yeah. 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 Who literally just wanted to order a flight of Bang Bang, Bang Bang, Bang Bang, <laughs> and uh, Bang Bang. Which is four Bang Bangs. Yeah. Four Bang Bangs. Four Bang Bangs on this flight. You know, you can Somebody just would call him a gang banger. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny, though, because I don't know why he just didn't grab a pint. Right. Like, you, you don't have to get a flight. A flight is yeah. to try and sample. You, you got a, a pint. Get, yeah. get one he else. just wanted to try four yeah. different Bang Bangs. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I, I, I don't know why you wouldn't just get a pint, but for anyway, sure. to each their own. Yeah. Let's get back into the actual beer. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about telling yeah. that story, but let's get back into the actual let's, beer now. Let's take a look at it. We talked about kind of what it looks like from the outside. Um, it had a little bit of a head. It's a sour, so it's not going to hold its head for a long time. No. no. Um, but the taste, what are you guys thinking? It's, it, it tastes pretty good. Yeah, it's definitely, um, definitely get the sour right up mm -hmm. front. Um, not overpowering. Yeah, I was say, I not don't terrible, think. puckery. Yeah. Cause, cause sometimes you get it and it's exactly. like, you, you know, it's just uh, unbearable, but this is definitely bearable. I think when you go to sours, there's two types of sours. One, you can have it more than once in one night. Yeah. And the other sour is like, you can only literally have once one of that. Yeah. And then you got to move on to something else. This is a sour that you can have more than one of on a nightly basis. For sure. Yeah. 
for, for myself, I got to be very careful with how many sours I have in the evening. I don't want to get GERD, and then all of a sudden I get a sore tummy. Oh, yeah. oh baby. I know, yeah. I know, I know it's an issue, but the thing is, is I keep getting, you know, attracted to the sours. So I got to keep going back. And you're right, because this does have a different flavor profile than just like a plain Jane sour. And really, a lot of sours don't hit the 5.5 ABV yeah. that the Bang Bang does. Good so. Call. Well, yes, you could certainly have a few of these because they're not too sour. That ABV might limit you to maybe just a two or three. Because usually when they do the squeeze play, which they usually put like different things in cherry lime, mm-hmm. uh, black currant, pomegranate. Right. Um, there's a few other ones out there. Um, and they're delicious. It's a, it's a, yeah, very delicious. Yeah. But it's a lower ABV. Right. It's usually right. about between four, 4.5, right? Yeah. And about the same amount of bitterness, maybe a little bit more. Kind of pound a couple of those babies back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's evident by the fact that we are not reviewing the cherry lime because I can't. Because they're, they're, <laughs> they're gone. Delicious. They were too delicious. It. And the thing about the cherry lime, just kind of a fun fact, is this was its second iteration from yes. what I could understand right. about it, which was great. It was a nice beer the first time around, and I looked back at the reviews, and people wanted it back. Now, I think mm. it was a year and a half, two years later, they came back with it. Um, so if you are a little bit too late to the party, Hang tight, might come back. Maybe next summer. It Su- might. Summer yeah, might be the sour season, so you it might get you might get squeeze play cherry lime next summer. That's true. Uh, all right, so I think we move back on to our rating kind of aspect of this. Let's just uh, see what the uh, uh, untapped community for Bang Bang kind of looked like. So, Chris, mm-hmm. I think you have the first one. Yeah. So Adrian B. His handle is uh, mydox m i e d o x. Uh, so on July twenty fourth, he commented, "Makes looking at the trop." bearable ooh, go blue jays tropicana field in tampa bay is uh definitely not a beautiful stadium no it looks like a marshmallow it <laughs> that, looks like 100 for sure yeah. yeah from the outside and then on the inside um now that there's no fans in the stadium it almost looks the same as before i was gonna <laughs> say there's, there's yeah. literally yeah. no difference yeah that, that that was last season for them yeah I mean, they, they tarped off the upper deck last year because they had no fans right i think they have more cardboard cutouts this year than they did actual fans last that year that would not surprise I me I the know. worst part about it is they're actually like they're actually a good team, <laughs> a good team. <laughs> which is hilarious cannot wait till they move to montreal in 2024 yeah yeah well, we'll uh, adrian thanks for your comment We'll give you a follow on Untapped, and Adrian gave it a four out of five. And our next comment comes from Joe T. Jojo Talos on June 30th commented, Bang, bang, he shot me down, and gave it five out of five. Out of 148 beers, she has only given eight fives. Man, wow. tough, tough crowd on her end, eh? Yeah, no, so it must be a good beer then. I was just going to say, yeah, I think it speaks to the, the actual beer itself, which is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Out of five battle caps, I'm going to be hitting it with a 3.2. Five. Ooh. Ooh, I'm going to go a little bit higher than that. I'm going to go 3.75. I agree with you, Brett. I'm giving it a 3.75. Um, not quite enough to get to four, so sticking with that 3.75. And producer Phil also gives it a 3.75. Uh, so overall, we're looking at a 3.68. Uh, so That we're... goes up to 3.75. Yeah. Look at that. All right, it makes so, sense because we had three 375s. For yes. sure. It does yep. add up. So we'll, we'll make sure that gets on to Untap soon. So check that out shortly, please. Yes. And that concludes our conversation on Left Field Brewery and the highlights of their two beers. And that is definitely not a swing and a miss. And so please stay tuned as we transition into a thematically appropriate conversation on the current state of the MLB season. The 2020 MLB season 
has not been what we are used to thanks to COVID-19. And unfortunately, this might be a great effect on the game as we know it. So let's just have a general kind of conversation about where we're at, what's going on uh, with kind of COVID-19 with the 2020 season. There's been a couple of rule changes. Uh, Firstly, the extra uh, innings and the runners starting at second base. Now, myself and Tyler playing competitive fast pitch softball, we've known this rule for years. Mm -hmm. I like it. It's here to stay. It works. It's it's not going to go out anytime soon. I don't know if it's going to be there for playoffs, but um, I do like the fact that when we start in the 10th inning, there's a runner at second base. Lots of strategy involved. Okay, yeah. you got to figure. Okay, let's say for example, I'm just going to use the Jays. Let's yep. say um, Danny Jansen was the last hit in the ninth. Okay, maybe you want to put a Billy McKinney. Maybe you want to put a uh, Travis Shaw somewhere at second base to start that inning off to make sure you're going to get a run. Yeah, right? and that, and that's an interesting touch about the rule is that the l- the person to make the last out mm-hmm. or the last at bat in the last inning uh, starts at second, right? So you might start just by chance with a fast runner you might start with a really slow runner so definitely extra strategy and then do you bunt him over what do you do right and i think that's been kind of the conversation is like what do you do as the defensive team starting that inning right right the visitors and then the home team what what is the strategy that goes in with that i think with boba coming back to with the jays if we go specifically to their scenario you now have jonathan vr that can come off the bench as that runner that guy mm-hmm. can steal any base he wants as long as he's smart about it. The thing that I would like personally, though, yep. is I'd rather see VR at second. I know he's made a couple defensive errors playing, I'm pretty sure, shortstop for while Bichette was out. For sure. But I'd rather have Bijou out and right, yeah. Grichik in center, because of Tioscar being hurt. Right? Tioscar's probably going to be up for the year. He may come back shortly before playoffs. Right. Um, yeah. But I would prefer that scenario because VR is probably too valuable of a bat not to have in the line. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I can get behind that. No, I appreciate that, and especially when you're making that move to get him at the deadline, you don't necessarily want to just stick him on the bench as a pinch runner, you know, for certain circumstances like that. And he has a good bat. Um, he can he can manage in the field, so I think that's good. For sure. Um, and then, speaking of the trade deadline, like, we had a few teams, Blue Jays being one of them, but mm-hmm. sp- the Padres specifically splash. really splash, yes, big time splash. So right. they really went for it in, at, at the deadline, and they kind of got lucky with the Clevenger deal. I know they gave up a few prospects, but with Clevenger kind of falling out of favor with the Cleveland, Indians due to yep. COVID nineteen and not really giving a crap about it, um, he did kind of fall in their lap. I know the Jays were in on him, but uh, yeah, because would, I think the ask would was he too have high. been available if he Otherwise, didn't do that? Right, right. right? Yeah, and I don't what, know. What would that have looked like if they just kept him, you know, pitching? Instead of saying, "Well, we're gonna just," kind I of think that sends a bad message to your fans in the organ and yeah, yeah. Sure. right? And it's not like like Cleveland's out of it, right? right. Like they could use him too. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing is like San Diego or, or Slam Diego, right? Yeah, they they did a great job of the trade deadline. You already have an MVP in Tatis Jr. I love the guy. He's got yeah. flair, but it's not overt. Like he's it's there. He's got a good kind of balance to it. It's soft. It's it's approachable. I love it. I so love the fun it. fact about Tatis Jr. Is, oh, a his dad played in the majors, but B, um, he's kind of similar to Va- Vladdy. It's where you actually right. want Vladdy to be right now because yeah. they're really similar in age. I think Tatis is twenty one and Vladdy's twenty. I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, yeah. But that's where you want Vladdy to be hitting three twenty. Give me 13, 14 home runs wherever we're at right now. Forty RBIs. That's where you want Vladdy to be. Vladdy's not there yet, and that's the unfortunate part. And yeah. they, they kept their minor system, like league system, intact. 
They gave up one top 10 prospect. They still have Luis Patino. He's a stud. And their minor league system is one of the best in baseball. Right. So. And, and you know what? Good for the Canadians going to the Cleveland Indians. Yes, yes, I like right. to see that, Josh Naylor and yeah. uh, Quantrill. Like, good for them. I think that's going to give them kind of a start, and I think it's going to help Cleveland out huge. Yes. Now, huge. the one thing about Clevenger now moving over to the um, NL, A, he's no longer going to hit, but also he wasn't hitting this so year anyway because of the University League. Right. So. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And that's the thing. It's it, Moving from starting pitchers to relief pitchers, you now have this new rule in place. Relief pitchers have to throw to three batters. Yes. Thoughts? Feelings? Uh, I personally like it. I think there should be a guy who, well, let's say a lefty's coming in. He shouldn't just be able to face one guy and be done. Okay? Yeah. I can face one guy in the majors. Pay me $600,000. I'll do it. <laughs> right, <laughs> I, but I, a lot of a lot yeah. of lefty specialists are failed starters. Right, yeah, a lot of bullpen guys. A are lot of bullpen starters, guys right? are failed starters. I, and, and I get that, right? Like, as a major league player, you should be able, especially a pitcher, you should be able to get both uh, types of hitters out. I do not care. <laughs> but at <laughs> the same is. time, you're really handcuffing the managers, right? Like it, it tags. We're talking about putting strategy in the game. It, right. it really tags strategy out of it, right? Because you're really handcuffed. I can understand where kind of MLB is coming from. They want to speed things up a little bit. They want to move. A but as a hardcore baseball fan, I want that just game. I, I want them to move the pieces yeah. around. I want to see what's happening. I want that lefty specialist coming. I don't care if you throw two pitches to a lefty, right? You throw him, you strike that guy out. Boom. You're out. Next guy, bring him in. It's a ready versus ready matchup game. The one thing Let's I do it. miss about um, this being the universal DH and people hit, uh, throwing the three batters is a double switch. I enjoy me a good double switch, right? In terms of, let's say your pitcher's batting ninth and you want to bring in a, a player for him. All of a sudden, now he's hitting the pitcher spot is now in the sixth hole, right? Right, and then your hitter's playing nine. I like that strategy. I like I like watching a lot of National League games, and I actually grew up watching a lot of Atlanta Braves games on TBS or whatever the heck it's right, called. Yeah. Um, because it was so different than what you're watching with the Blue Jays. Right? Yeah, because it, it's, it it's, was. It sure. is two different leagues right. at the end of the day because there's two different strategies to go into it. Yeah, and and I think maybe that sort of strategy piece might be a little bit overblown sometimes. Like, it's not that difficult to decide when you want to do a double switch. But, I, I mean, I, I just don't want to see pitchers hitting because they're not good hitters, right? So, but see, I'd rather than put more effort into it so they could be somewhat decent hitters but then would that subtract to their pitching um maybe but i also i like the two-way player i like otani i know otani's not doing this year because of uh, that, his see, arm but that's the thing though right is like otani could have went to the nl he didn't he True. chose the yeah, nl right and, 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 yeah. and, and those are the things like okay well i can either dh or i can play a different position yeah. and pitch as well right but i think it's it's interesting to see when you look at bullpens and how they're kind of manufactured now I still think a lefty specialist is huge. I like that strategy. It's interesting with the fact that like a lot of teams now are not throwing as many fastballs, right? Yeah. They're decreasing. They're going with the off-speed. You see a lot of the sinker, slider, change-up kind of repertoire. You still have the guys that can throw a piss rocket. Don't get me wrong. But there's a lot more of this change-up curveball kind of like mentality. And maybe that's because you know if you bring a lefty in, you have to get through those three batters. I think the reason for that is because you come up as a youth being taught, hit the fastball. Yeah. Right? Because you don't probably don't see a good curveball until you're 15, 16. Right. right? Yeah. So then when you're in the majors and you see like an excellent curveball, 
you have no idea what's hitting you, right? You have, oh, that broke. Okay, yeah. that's 20 miles per hour slower than your fastball. I can't touch that. Yeah, I think it's just maybe some, uh, you know, the last few years, the hitters have really been going crazy with record home run rates and that sort of thing. And now the pitcher's just kind of catching up. Ball. Juice ball. Juice okay. ball. I know it Conspiracy. exists. Conspiracy. I know it exists. Now, here's another thing too, right? With the change in the rules for this year, the seven inning double headers. Mm. Where do we stand with it? Because I think it's good. It speeds the game up a little bit. You save a little bit of your bullpen, but you also get to call that extra guy up, right, for the second game, which is which is great. It's, I, it's different. I think they need to do it because there's so many doubleheaders happening, right? Like a ton of teams, the Cardinals, the Marlins, they've had these COVID-19 outbreaks. They've Like the Cardinals didn't play for two and a half weeks at one point, right? right? They so got jamming a lot of games. They had yeah. to make up a ton of games. And they're to, still probably going to make the playoffs. Right. Right. Uh, at the end of the day. And they're not even going to play the full 60 games. I think they're only scheduled for 58. Yeah. So Does it stay, though? Does it stay? I don't think it stays. You think it's I, just going to be I wish days? it was 162 games with scheduled doubleheaders. Mm-hmm. Like scheduled seven-inning doubleheaders. Yes. Like, right. maybe have a, a four-game series over a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and do Saturday. I don't, I don't care if it's a day-night or a traditional. Get the four in and a three. You know, like, whatever, right? Like yeah. And then you could start mid-April and mid-September. Like, I well, think I think it still starts early or the end of March. Just more off But the maybe. playoffs start middle to end of September because you okay. keep those 16 so teams and you do the what they're doing this year. Right? Oh, okay. The expanded playoffs yeah. to I, stay. I, I would, like that. I would be a fan of the, the doubleheader on a Saturday. Do yes. like a Friday, get three games in, and then Sunday is just an off day travel day. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, schedule that into the 162 games. We know eventually they're going to be expanding this. We know that they're going to be going to another team sooner or later. Yeah, It's going to all change in the next five to ten years. Let's move people through the system. Let's get people going. And I think this next collective bargaining, that's what you're going to see. 100%. It, there's going to be a challenge there, right? But we'll see what ends up happening. I know that it's 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 kind of a mentality that's similar to the Japan with the sun is off. That's fantastic. We'd love to see it. I think what we're going to end up doing here. Anybody else got any final comments? Go Blue Jays. Go Blue Jays. Yes, go Blue Jays. <laughs> Let's get to the playoffs. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to take this into our farewell. And thank you for sticking along this uh, this part of the episode. We're going to head out soon and uh, stay tuned for our goodbyes. Thank you. that's all the time we have there's no extra innings for this episode thanks for listening just a heads up the craft beer connoisseurs releases a new episode every other thursday please make sure you tell your friends and family about us so from all of us and the producer phil i'm tyler i'm brett and i'm chris and together we're the craft beer connoisseurs 